0: we
1: good to go it feels like the perfect night for swiftcast a taylor swift podcast by the fans for the fans hey everybody and welcome to episode three of swiftcast we're really excited to be back for our third episode Woo! Woohoo! Woohoo! yay and i'm ashley i'm Belle. and i'm emily And Haley couldn't join us today for our recording, but she will magically make an appearance later in the episode during the surprise that we have for you, which is going to be really awesome.
0: We are very much looking forward to this surprise, and we think that you guys will be too.
1: Yeah, our surprise is pretty awesome. So that'll be a little bit later on in the episode, but right now, let's kick it off with some of our latest Taylor news. Keeping up with swift Woo-hoo! Woo!
0: so taylor recently had a couple of concerts uh she had two concerts in atlanta georgia on the 18th and the 19th uh and the 18th parachute and hunter hayes were all there uh not as special guests but they just came to see the show so they were hanging out in the sound booth i'm jealous that i did not go to these shows because i would have loved to meet will anderson nice and hunter i love hunter hunter's adorable
1: And it was rumored that Hunter was going to be the special guest that night, but then there didn't end up actually being one that night. He was just there watching the show. I would have died if I saw Hunter Hayes. He's so hot. I love him. He's a really nice guy, too. I met him last year. Aw.
0: I was trying to, but then I couldn't. I was trying to at CMA Fest, but, like, I didn't have enough time. The wild card song for that night was Should Have Said No. And uh kind of a funny thing happened during this show. A fan gave Taylor a very interesting and unique gift. A, they gave her a garden gnome wrapped in Christmas lights. And uh, I guess she didn't really quite know what to do with it, so she just set it on the B stage to to watch her perform. <laughs> so there was a garden gnome sitting on the stage with her. Wait, did she get the garden gnome during her set? Um, I'm not sure if it was during her, her set or during the meet-and-greet, during the show meet-and-greet. I'm not quite sure, to be honest.
1: Maybe someone just, like, gave it to her when she was going through the crowd on her way to the B stage.
0: That sounds more likely because that, like, yeah, that's probably what happened. That's really funny. I mean, I would have watched to have seen a garden gnome sitting there on the stage with Taylor. Like,
2: that's just so random. That's so I love it. so awkward and creepy at the same time, but pretty awesome. Whoever <laughs>
0: thought of that gift is pretty cool. I mean, like, I would never have think to give somebody a garden gnome.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I feel like Meredith would probably be jealous of, like, this little creature that's watching Taylor.
0: <laughs> probably so. Probably so. I'm even more jealous of the people that were there on the second night because Taylor did have a special guest on this night. She had B.O.B., B., and they sang both of us. Ashley, did you watch the video? Yeah, I did. It was so good. I absolutely cannot deal with Taylor's awkward dancing. It is the funniest, cutest thing ever. She was just trying so hard to do these little hip-hop hip shakes, and, you know, as Taylor always being Taylor, she looks incredibly awkward and... It was a great performance. It was a great show. They did a really good job
1: together, but Taylor's hilarious. I give her credit for always trying to dance.
0: I I agree. She she gets out there and she tries her best. She's the little engine that could.
1: My
2: favorite was the awkward backup dancing. Oh, uh, the ACMs. Yes. I'm just like Taylor. Taylor, no, no. <laughs> she's trying i'm like baby girl i love you but you can't dance like i would really love to give her dance lessons i if i ever meet have a meet and greet with her i will give her like a coupon for free dance lessons with me (laughs) i don't know though
0: because like her awkward dancing is like part of what makes her so funny
2: yeah but i'm a pre-professional
0: dancer it would be awesome I know that, but like, I feel like if she professionally danced, it would like take away her, a little bit of her funniness.
1: She usually is only awkward when it's like spontaneous dancing. I feel like when she does choreography, she's gotten actually really good.
0: She
2: does have some good, some good, some good pre
0: choreographed moves. I will give her definite credit for that. You're right. Yeah,
2: her choreography and her concert is kind of awesome.
1: Um, the wild card song that night was 15. And that was really cool because I actually have this friend, this girl I'm Facebook friends with, her name's Sarah, and she won meet and greet passes for the Atlanta show that night. And when she met Taylor, she told her that she's graduating high school soon and the song 15 really helped her through high school. And she didn't even ask her to play it. She just told her, like, thank you for writing the song. And Taylor ended up later in the show dedicating that song to her, which was amazing for her.
0: Oh. I love it when Taylor does stuff like that. It just makes people feel like really special. That's so
1: cute. So she pretty much had the best night of her life. I really
2: want to meet and greet so I can ask her to sing Tied Together, but she's just not going to
0: <laughs> We we're we're gonna keep trying though. As the fandom has been trying to get her to play that for like since she started, so Hopefully, maybe she'll do it for a show. I
2: want her to sing Tied Together or Long Live. I think I would dissolve into, like, a puddle of tears if she sang Long Live. I'd like to
0: hear that acoustic. I think that would be a really cool song to hear. acoustic. Right? I agree.
1: The other song that she hasn't done yet that I really want her to do when I was thinking about is "Teardrops on My Guitar because I haven't heard that in so long. That's true. That's true. It's been a while. See, that
2: is her one song. You guys are all going to kill me and all the listeners are going to kill me. But that is the one song I don't like. And I have a reason. It's because I used to work at CVS and it would come on five times a day, every day. And it just, I, I couldn't deal with it. It's nothing against Taylor. It's nothing against the song. It was just the frequency, which I heard that song <laughs> during a, during two and a half years at CVS.
1: That's how I used to feel about Love Story. I really was tired of hearing it because I felt like they played it everywhere. But then on the Speak Now tour, the way that she brought it to life, I totally got into it again. I love how she sings
2: it on this tour where she comes out of the music box.
0: The dancers do really good choreography with that.
2: They're on Point Shoes. They are,
0: the little ballerina notices very many details about the dancers.
1: And so then, <clears throat> moving on, where was Taylor last night on the 20th? Uh, last night, Taylor was
0: in Tampa, Florida, and, um, her wild card song was I Almost Do, which she actually sang, was it opening night?
1: Yeah, the first night in Omaha, she sang. Yeah, the first that. night,
0: so, um, I was fortunate enough to see that live on, uh, opening night, and it's, that's literally my favorite song off of, um, Red, so, I get really excited when she sings that.
2: You like it more than all too well. This is glass for me.
0: I I love all too well, but I almost do. Just really hits home for me because I have been in that stage um, with people so many times where that that's very specific stage where it's like you know that you're doing the right thing, you're staying away from them, but you're still at that point when like you don't want to because you. It, I don't know. I just I really identify with the emotion that in the emotional place that she was when she wrote that song and how she brings that back to life when she sings it. So that's uh that's my absolute favorite song that she sang, wild wildcard song that she has sang so far. And um, I guess it was another fan request that she sang that.
1: And I mean, I know that everybody has songs they want to hear and there are so many threads on Taylor Connect and Twitter and Facebook about what people want her to play. But I, right at this point, really just like the element of surprise. I mean, there are songs that I hope I get to hear at some of my shows, but I just like the fact that I have no idea what she's going to play and that she just surprises us. I just like the fact that
2: I get to hear songs other than what's on the set list. I think that's the coolest part.
0: And I like the fact that she's been taking, like, the fan, like, that she's, you know, not just playing whatever she wants to but she's also, like, purposely playing what people want to hear. Like, whether it's a fan request or whether it's something that she saw on Twitter. Like, and she's not really planning ahead either. It's not like she's going, oh, here's my shows for the next two weeks. Let me map out my wildcard song. Like, I don't think she has any idea what she's going to play until, like, an
2: hour before the show, you know? That's, I agree with that. And I thought it was weird how... At our concert, she sang Story of Us. And she was like, yeah, a lot of people were requesting this. And we were just like, where? We are all requesting
3: tied together.
2: So. We were like, no, they she weren't. Must have been They're all requesting else. tied together.
0: You must have been looking somewhere we weren't tweeting.
2: <laughs> but, like, we, it was just really funny. We are like, where were people requesting this, Taylor?
0: There's three more shows coming up uh, within the next week. Uh, There's Cleveland, Ohio on April 25th, Indianapolis, Indiana on April 26th, and Lexington, Kentucky on April 27th.
1: And I'm going to that show, so I'm super excited. It'll be my third third Red Show. I was at the two opening Omaha shows with Belle, and then I'm going to drive down to Kentucky from Chicago, which is about a six and a half hour drive. So I'll be at that show if any of you are there tweet me. Let me know. I'd love to meet you. Uh, My Twitter is Ashley with two E's Swift 13. So let me know if you'll be there. And I'll be tweeting throughout the day and throughout the show. And I'll be tweeting whatever wild card song that she does and if there's any other surprises. So feel free to follow along on our SwiftCast13 Twitter account and you will get all the updates. And if you do find me and we get to meet up at the Lexington show, I might have something cool to give you. So definitely let me know if you'll be there. And then 10 days after that, I will be at the Louisville, Kentucky show also. So I would love to meet as many of you as possible.
2: Here's a a reminder about the TV show New Girl. Taylor's going to be on the season finale, which is airing May 14th. She's playing a character named Elaine, who is a scorned ex trying to break up a wedding.
0: Don't say yes, run away.
2: <laughs> I was just about to say, does anyone think of speak now when they think of this role? I think it's the perfect role for her, and they should probably have her sing, sing, speak now. But they're not going to, obviously, because
3: that it's would be not so that kind funny of show. Though.
2: But it would be hilarious if she just like. Broke up the wedding and was like, oh, my God, I'm going to break into a spontaneous song now. But then again, it is New
0: it's Girl. It's not Glee. New, it New is, Girl is not Glee.
2: No, but it is New Girl and it's Zoe Deschanel.
1: So anything can happen. Just remember that. <laughs> and Taylor has some recent award nominations also um, for the Radio Disney Awards, which are going to be airing next Saturday, April 27th. She is nominated for the Bestest Song of the Year for I Knew You Were Trouble. She's the one for Best Female Artist and Hit the Road for the Best Breakup Song for We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. So hopefully she can take home some of those awards. Taylor
0: is nominated for the Billboard Milestone Award. That's really, really cool. Unfortunately, voting has now ended, but hopefully you did cast your vote for her daily. Well, you could because uh, it uh I believe it is a fan voted award. I voted as much as I remembered to. That's going to be airing, uh, the Billboard Awards are going to be airing May 19th in Las Vegas at MGM Grand. So be sure to catch that on TV, and hopefully she will win this. And she's also slated to perform at the Billboards. So, like, what do you guys think she's going to perform?
1: I feel like 22 is the most likely choice, since it is the latest radio single, and the Billboard Awards are obviously more pop music focused. True. Very good point. Yeah, I think she'll sing 22.
0: Do you think she'll do something like she does, like, for her concert? Or do you think she'll make it a completely different performance?
1: I think it'll be similar to the Red Tour performance since that's, you know, what she's been doing. And they obviously probably have it perfected. I don't know. It might not be exactly like it, but I have a feeling it'll be a very similar, fun performance where they're all dancing around. And as opposed to being very choreographed, I think it'll be just a really fun performance.
2: Um, Our next bit of news is that Selena was Selena Gomez was talking about partying with Taylor on on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Selena and Taylor met backstage at a Jonas Brothers concert of all places. Although this (laughs) does make sense because they did both date Jonas Brothers at the same time. They have what's called the Lonely Girls Club, where them and all their other single friends get together and basically play with Meredith. (laughs) I love that. I want to go Which to that Which sounds like a, um, an amazing time, and I really would like to be a part of this. because I was say, is... where can
0: I get my membership card? Yeah,
2: seriously. I would like to write one of them on Twitter and be like, hey, can I be invited to the Lonely Girls Club? Because I'm a lonely girl. <laughs> 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 Selena says that Taylor is one of the strongest girls she's ever met, and she's very passionate. And she, Selena also said that Taylor gives her songwriting advice. So there you have it. There is their friendship in a nutshell.
1: It's always nice hearing Taylor's friends talk about her because it sounds like the kind of things that they say about her are so similar to what any fan who has met her says. It's just that she's so down to earth and, you know, just a fun person to be around and.
0: It just makes you feel like there's not really a separation between the Taylor that you would meet in a meet-and-greet and and the Taylor that's hanging out with her friends. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And you know what I think is even cuter? Taylor and Selena have been friends for such a long time now. They've been friends since, like, 2008.
1: I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like some mini-segments. Woo-hoo! Woohoo! woo mini segments So
0: you guys submitted to us some awesome mini-segments this week. We have a lot of them this week. We do, and this isn't even all of them. I had to save some for next week, too. So we want to say thank you ahead of time for submitting, and keep submitting. We love them. Uh, The first one here is from Alessandra, and that's submitted uh, through our website at SwiftCast13.com. And uh, she says, dancing to a Taylor song, then realizing it's your phone's ringtone. Swifty problems.
2: (laughs) I constantly have this issue when I call Belle, or when Belle calls me, because Belle's ringback tone is... We are never, ever getting back together, and my ringtone is mean.
1: Our next submission is from Jess Miller, who submitted it via email, and she said, It feels like the perfect night to listen to as many Taylor Swift songs as possible while eating breakfast at midnight and wearing hipster glasses. I did this on Taylor's 23rd birthday, and it was a blast. Love it. This next Swifty problem was submitted by 13
2: underscore Swift fan underscore 13 on Twitter. It says raining. Fearless starts playing on my way to school. I look around for people. Start dancing in the rain. Swifty problems. <laughs> this is a constant problem of mine.
0: Our next one was submitted by Swizzle Julie on Twitter. When you start talking about Taylor and everyone just rolls their eyes. Swifty problems. Who's rolling their eyes? Where can I scold them?
2: on um, this next one is: It feels like a perfect night to go to a Taylor Swift concert, and the Swifties can go crazy. This one was submitted by Callie Hughes and SG speaks now twenty one on Twitter. I. It's always a perfect night to go
0: to a Taylor concert <laughs> <laughs> and go totally crazy we go
1: every night. Our next one is from at Hey It's Rap on Twitter, and he said the fact that as a guy Swifty, I can't wear Wonderstruck because it smells too feminine. Swifty problems.
0: Do you guys? Okay, uh, Emily, you probably don't remember this, but Ashley, you might. It was like a year or so ago. The guys that did the, um a hug for Taylor Swift made this website. It was wonderstruckformen.com.
1: I remember this. I remember the website. I didn't know it was those same guys who made it, but that's awesome. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's those guys, and they were trying to make this big joke, and they made this, like, fake commercial for it and everything. I remember that. I totally remember this. It It was really funny.
2: That was
1: hilarious.
0: Kudos to those guys. They were pretty funny.
1: But I think Taylor does know that she has an increasing male fan base out there, and she really needs to make some more things for them.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Because the male fans that I do know typically are very, very enthusiastic.
0: Oh, we've met some awesome male fans at Taylor Concerts so far.
1: I mean, if Justin Bieber can make a perfume,
2: Taylor Swift can make a cologne for men.
1: (laughs) So true. Although for Justin Bieber, 99% of his fans are female.
0: So thank you so much for submitting to our mini segments and uh, continue to submit them. You can go to our website at swiftcast13.com and submit them directly from there. You can Facebook us at SwiftCast13 and also uh, like us while you're at it because yay. Um, you can email us at swiftcast13gmail.com, tweet us at SwiftCast13 and, you know, go ahead and follow us too, or tailor connect us at SwiftCast13. So basically, if you can remember SwiftCast13, you can pretty much get a hold of us anyway.
1: And so now, let's talk about a recent quote that Taylor had. Um, each week, we're going to be picking a different inspirational quote from her, or really any quote from her that we find interesting, and just talking about our different perspectives on it. So, Emily, do you want to tell us about this week's quote? This is a
2: quote from Taylor where she was talking about photo shoots. She said, shoots are a place where I feel like I get to be someone else.' When I feel like I can be someone else, then I completely forget about my insecurities because I just pretend like I'm playing a part.
0: The reason that that caught my eye was because whenever I see any picture of Taylor, whether it's a candid picture of her just hanging out or, you know, a magazine shoot or whatever, I'm just like, you are flawless. Like, you are gorgeous. Same
2: here, basically. I'm just like, it's not fair to be this perfect.
0: Yeah, and so it's just like one of those things where you really kind of get hit when you hear somebody that you view as, like, absolutely gorgeous and flawless, when they're like, well, I'm insecure.
2: It's kind of just like, if you if they think they're insecure, what hope does, does do the rest of us have?
0: I mean, there's that, but more like, it just, it makes Taylor, like, it reminds me that she's human. Because it's like, you know, you can look at a, you know, a photo shoot of her and just be like, wow, she is this gorgeous, flawless person, like, it's not fair. But then you realize that, like, when she's the one in that position, when she's getting your photo taken... You know, she's probably thinking the same thing that you are when you're getting your photo taken. And that makes her like, to me, that just reminds me that she's just as human as the rest of us.
1: That's so true. And I think it's really interesting that she said that she can pretend like she's playing a part. Because especially in, I think, the past year, there have been a lot of different photo shoots where you really get to see a different side of Taylor. And the one that comes to mind the most is the Vogue interview that she did last I believe it was January or February of 2012, which is where they had cut her hair, and it was the first time you really saw her looking drastically different.
0: I think my favorite recent photo shoot of hers is the Rapunzel photo shoot.
1: Oh, that was awesome! That was gorgeous. That was for a Disney ad campaign, wasn't it?
0: Um, I believe it was. Yeah, and it was. She just looked beyond flawless. I was like, I am so jealous of you right now. Like you. Are gorgeous and it's just like again I just feel like you know we view her a certain way but we have to remind ourselves that she views herself the same way that we view ourselves like she is just as human as we are and just I mean you know we all have things about ourselves that we're insecure about and no matter how famous she gets or how popular she gets she still maintains that level of humanity
1: and I mean that's just another reason why we can all relate to her so much and I mean, she really is just, at the end of the day, a normal person who writes songs for a living.
0: Very, very true.
1: So if you have any Taylor quotes that you've heard or read that you want to share your opinion about or that you want us to talk about on the show, feel free to submit that and you can contact us in any of the ways that we mentioned earlier. The easiest way is to just tweet us at SwiftCast13 and we will try to include your quote on the show. So thanks for listening to all of our Taylor news in our mini segments. And coming up now, we have the surprise that we were teasing you about earlier. We have a special guest joining us today on the show. You may have heard about him in some recent news stories due to the Taylor sort of project that he was involved with. So everybody, please welcome Kevin McGuire.
4: Hi, everybody.
1: (laughs) Welcome, Kevin. Welcome to the show.
4: Hi, I'm very thankful to be here.
0: We're really thankful to have you here. <laughs> it's a nice Sunday. We're excited. Yeah, after... I'm just chilling out in my pajamas. Yeah.
4: <sighs> yeah. After it took a little bit while of setting up, finally. Yeah. We <laughs> made it.
0: <laughs> we made it. Yay! So how are you doing today?
4: I'm good. I've got a had a rough little week, but now I'm great and just ready to move on to the next one.
3: <laughs> I, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, I'm... Sh- I'm sure our listeners are wondering who you are, so go ahead and give us a little bit of backstory behind you and how you're involved in the Taylor world.
4: Okay, well, in 7th grade I was diagnosed with leukemia, and then I fought that throughout 7th, 8th, ninth, and some of my 10th grade. And then I beat it, and then I went through about a year and a half of just normal high school stuff. And then midway through my uh, senior year, I got relapsed and had to just start all over again. And then I have an awesome family, and, like, they just were behind me 100%. And I have an amazing sister who just goes above and beyond what a normal person would do. And we just started talking one day, and we talked about prom and stuff. And I really was talking about how I didn't really want to go. And then she was just talking about, whoa, whoa, what if I got like a celebrity or, and just started like trying to get me, like trying to just pull me out of a little rut of being in a hospital bed and just, and then she's talked about Taylor Swift and who honestly you wouldn't want to go to prom with Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure that you guys would, wouldn't mind even going with Taylor Swift.
0: (laughs) I would even go with, uh, I I fully admit, I would even go to prom with Taylor (laughs) Swift. Totally would.
4: What happened next? Like I didn't like even think what happened. That like my sister left, and then, like a few hours later, I was just sitting with my, sitting with my um, some friends from work, at my hospital, and then all of a sudden like their phones start like buzzing and going off, and they look at it and they ask me, "Do you know what this whole Facebook page is about?" And I was like, "I have what are you talking about?" And then, I looked on my phone. And then I saw it, and then I was like, oh my god. Because my whole Facebook timeline was just me. And everyone just spreading the word, and it was just insane.
0: That got really popular really fast.
4: Yeah. Like, I have such a great community who just will go above and beyond just to try to help me out. And it's just a great feeling just knowing people are there and would go that extra mile to try to help me. And then... Eventually, after it, like, reached all over, like, it reached, um, Canada, like, Europe, Asia, like, it was insane. I have people from Mexico messaging me, and just so awesome that people all around the world are just so cool and just want to help people.
1: Yeah, I remember I saw that all over Twitter. Everybody kept talking about it and wondering when Taylor and if she was going to respond.
4: Within, like, two or three days, I saw someone texted me saying, look at Taylor's Facebook wall. So I go on it, and then she asked me, no. She told me that she wouldn't be able to make my prom, and then at the very end, she asked me to be her date to the ACM Awards. And that was just, like, so mind-boggling. Like, I did not expect that at all.
3: Not gonna lie, that is awesome. Uh, pretty much. So, so you were in a state of shock, basically.
4: <laughs> yeah, and ironically, there's um a news camera crew there. Like as soon as like I got like the news, they were videotaping my exact response, which was pretty embarrassing because I was just I couldn't speak, <laughs> and that's when I said I think I might throw up, and they actually recorded that and used it on newsfeed, and I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's mean. <laughs> That's not nice. But then again, I probably would have said the same thing.
4: Yeah, I, I, they might have actually had some thrown up on their shoes, but...
0: <laughs> when you
4: have cancer, you can do pretty much whatever you want.
0: <laughs> what, um, like, did her management get a hold of you? Or, like, how did that, uh...
4: See, honestly, it was just her Facebook post. Like, she did it without telling her publicist or her manager. I love that. She just, I love that. She just had her Facebook and she just did it. It was funny because my mom and her publicist like still talked, and they like talk on the phone or they like text each other like they became like friends. Her name's Paula and Paula just would just we asked her like how did she find out like Paula just told us that she completely did it on her own. She didn't tell anyone or no one even told her to do it or it was just her being herself and it was that's pretty cool. (laughs)
1: And that is that why is we love really Taylor cool. That is
0: one of the reasons i I really admire her and she is she's just a really nice person. yeah. she's awesome like that to like reach out to people and st- do, kind of does what she wants to do.
4: yeah it's it's one of the reasons why like she's a person that stuck out to me and why I liked her so much It's just because she's one of those like class acts who you just you'd actually want to go with.
0: I definitely agree with you on that. Um, Not easy to find somebody that classy nowadays, especially in the entertainment world, you know? No. (laughs) And I feel like every single thing that she does is always just classy.
4: Yeah. And she's just such a good role model. Like, she's 22 now. Uh, 23, right? Yeah, 23. 23. And, like, most 23-year-olds, they're out partying, having a good time, and getting drunk. Or at this age, like, she's been in the industry for a couple of years now and mostly by now you'd see like performers or people like that like end up with drugs or some alcohol some 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 like criminal something but she's just been on the safe path just being a great role model for all of her fans
1: i completely agree i'm thirding that <laughs> And so tell us sort of about how after she made that initial Facebook post, how the planning of the trip went and just sort of everything leading up to when you actually went to the awards.
0: You went this year though, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. So I was hoping you could tell us about last year and then up through when you ended up going this year.
4: So last year was just like really insane and crazy for me. A lot of people don't realize that. Like, yeah, this whole cool thing happened to me. Like, Taylor Swift reached out and everything like that. But I was still going through a lot. Like, it was... Like, I really had, like, some scares. And I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it to my graduation or to my prom. Having this whole situation happen to me was just a pretty... I believe that positive actions... No, positive actions create positive results. So I feel like if your mindset is, like, on the positive side, then you'll end up having, like, positive things happen to you. So throughout this whole, like, Taylor situation, like, it was just, like, such great, like, a feel. And, like, people would message me. They would comment on my status. Some people found out my phone number, which was kind of creepy. But <laughs> they, would, I agree. they would, they would like, message me and just give me all this, like, awesome feedback. Like, you're doing great. You're such an inspiration. I hope you are have so much fun. Good luck. I hope you're well. And some people, like, didn't even care about, like, the whole Taylor situation. They just heard about my story and just commented on me and messaged me and just tried their best to help me out. Because even with the whole, not just Taylor, but all, like, the people that found out about it, they have were just awesome and have such sweet hearts and just, they're amazing. And I think that's one of the things that I won't forget. If it wasn't, for, like, for that, like, I, would, I don't know where I'd be right now. So I'm pretty happy with however thing came to be. It's funny because I was healthy. Well, not healthy, but I didn't have a fever. I never had to have an emergency hospital trip until about two days before my flight to Vegas last year. So I was perfectly okay the two, three months prior. Then two days before my trip, I had a fever. And then I couldn't go because I missed my flight because I had a fever because my counts were too low because the kind of cancer I have is just blood and just wasn't good timing. (laughs) Oh man. Having like that, like that finish line, like knowing that there's going to be like a light under the tunnel at the end of the tunnel, like just made me be in a good place. Like I wouldn't do anything stupid. Like go out with my friends when like I was sick or like I didn't have, counts because with leukemia you don't really have an immune system knowing that I had to be healthy for the award show means that I didn't do anything stupid or I didn't eat crap I did my best to be healthy and do my best to make it to the award show so I think that helped a lot in my whole experience with it since I didn't do anything stupid and just did my best to Be safe.
3: And so you didn't get to go to last year's, but you got to go to this year's. Yes. How was that experience?
4: I think that it was just a great way to end my journey with cancer and finally just be done with it. Because this whole Taylor thing happened about two weeks after I relapsed. So, Mm -hmm. like, the ACMs were kind of like my uh, beginning journey with it. And now it was kind of like symbolic that I finished with actually getting there and meeting Taylor, a good way to close the book.
0: I mean, I definitely cannot sit here and ever say that I would have any idea what you've been through, but I think that you made some really good points about, you know, positive thinking creates positive results. It's a lot, is depending on your attitude, and it's having something to look forward to and something to you know, fight for. Like, that's... Having that kind of mindset is important.
4: Yeah. Like, you see these little kids, which is just... I feel like everyone should go to a pediatric hospital from just once, just to look around and see these kids. Because these kids aren't, like, depressed. They're not crying in the corner. They're happy little five-year-olds who are playing and drawing, and you don't see a difference between... Like, them being sick and them being normal kids. Besides, you know, the whole not having hair thing. But, (laughs) we learned to get over that. It's weird, because without my experience, like, it's been about seven years altogether. Like, I don't think I've seen, like, a kid just be grumpy in the corner. Or just be angry. They're just so amazing and cheerful. Like, no matter what life throws at them, they'll get back and kick its butt.
1: I like that attitude. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. And yeah, I mean, it's really inspiring to see.
0: It is. And it, it just really puts your own life into perspective, too. You know, because I mean, I think we've all had those days where we get up and we're like having a horrible day and we're just like, our life sucks. And then you look at what other people are dealing with and you realize the ridiculousness of your own statement. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what you've been through. Like, I... There's no... I mean, I could never sit there and say, I understand. Like, ever.
4: Like, even me... Like, ever. Like, I'll go through a bad day, and then I'll go, like, to a doctor's appointment, and I'll see these little kids, and just see, like, how amazing they are, and realizing how, like, my situation wasn't as bad as theirs. Like, You're like, well, if they can do it, I can
3: definitely do
4: it. Like, there's always, like, someone who's gonna be... In a worser situation than you are. So, you really shouldn't dwell on all the things that you can't control or some things that happen to you because things happen. You can't change it. So, just work with it and do your best to live with it. And eventually, hopefully, things will go your way eventually.
0: Now, I think if you, regardless of like what you're dealing with and like what's going on in your life, because I think that it's really important to. Like you said, you know, keep keep things in perspective. Yeah. it's uh, it, it makes a huge difference in your attitude and how you handle things and how much that, you, you know, people are incredibly resilient, and I think sometimes we forget that.
4: Like, you'll be so surprised how much you could fight until you're back in that corner, and you have no other choice but to fight. And you'll be amazing at how strong you actually are. And it's a shame that you have to go through, like, a situation like cancer or other, like, life-threatening illnesses to realize how strong you can actually be.
1: Now, I have a question for you. Tell us about sort of what the moment was like when you got to Vegas this year and you saw Taylor for the first time.
4: When we got there, it was about 7, uh, it was late Saturday night, so we just went to bed. And then when we woke up, we met with her publicist, um... Paula, and we were cool, we reminisced, and then Taylor's plane was a little late, so we were waiting on her plane to come, and then we went on the other side of the hotel, and we needed, like, a special key to get into the, the elevators, and we needed another key to get, like, into the actual elevator, and then it sent us up to some really high level where all the celebrities were. And then there's a whole bunch of different rooms on the side, but Taylor's was just the first one straight in the middle. Like the boss that she is. She just has the the big amazing entrance. So then we just waited there for a little bit cuz it sucks having to like go from place to place and then having to just unpack everything. So I was just happy that she made some time there. And then her mom answered the door. And I saw her mom first. And then her dad came second. And then it was just... And there, there was, like, a little, like, thing. Like, you walk in the door, and there's a little blockage, little area. I think it was the steps. foyer. Yeah. And then she, like, came around the other side. And it was just amazing. Like, going into that, like, you... Like, I was just trying not to pee myself, (laughs) and then, like, that's my, like, number one thing was, you're not gonna pee your pants, you're not gonna pee your pants, you're not gonna pee your pants, and then, but as soon as we actually met, it was, it was kind of weird. She has this almost, like, a superpower that makes you just feel comfortable and, like, okay.
0: It's like, you think you're gonna be really nervous, yeah, but then you meet her, and she's just completely normal and awesome.
4: Yeah, Uh, it was amazing, like... Any person who keeps asking me that, like, I just tell them that she's just so down to earth and so just relaxed and cool, and you don't even think, like, it's almost like you're meeting an old friend again, not, like... Taylor Swift. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's, like, Taylor Swift, the idea, and then Taylor Swift, the person.
4: Exactly. And she's not as tall as I thought she'd be, so that was... That was a that was a different. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Everyone says she's super tall, and then you're like, "Oh, you're not that tall." <laughs> I
0: don't know, man. i i I feel like a shorty every time I meet her, <laughs> but I am a shorty, so that's
4: why. I had, a, I had a I had about a two inches on her, so I'm I'm pretty happy with that.
0: <laughs> oh, nice! I'm jealous.
4: But honestly, I think I was the most starstruck when I saw Meredith like jut across the room.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Did you get to meet Meredith?
4: I I I saw Meredith, but she just she's just she's she's uh she creeps. She 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 doesn't she doesn't come up <laughs> and say hello. Happen. She just she wa- she watches from a distance, I guess, like to yeah, right. to decide whether or not she needs to care or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a cat. Or I just love everybody, and cats are like, I don't know, I'm gonna scope you
3: out first. Yeah. <dog>. yeah. <laughs>
4: But uh, she would just, like, jet off, like, to one side of the room at, like, a random point And completely just, like, <laughs> scare the, the poop out of you. <laughs> but, uh, but she she's just as cute as, like, you'd see in the pictures. I was so completely honored that she would share her cat with me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a cool, like, scene. Because my mom was talking with her mom. My dad was talking with her dad. And me and my, my sister were talking to... Taylor, my brother was off trying to play with the cat, but the cat was not having it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do not know you. Keep your distance. This is my
1: dance space.
0: This is your dance space.
4: So, yeah.
1: Well, that sounds so amazing. And then, so you got to go to the actual awards show also, right?
4: Yes. That's what, um, I tried to, like, let as many people know this before I went, that we weren't really going together. We were going I was actually invited by the Academy a few months ago, and we just talked with um, her publicist, Paula, about, like, joining up and meeting and hanging out, and then...
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that before, but that's really cool that, like, you would get invited by the Academy, and she still would, make made the time to, like, want to yeah. meet you and everything else. Yeah. it's really cool.
4: Like, she could have totally just been like, oh, hi, how are you? Bye. But... No, that wasn't that's it. not
1: she... our Taylor. <laughs>
4: nope. No, no. <laughs> and then after um, I met her in her to met her in her hotel room. She um brought us back to the rehearsals for the ACMs. So I got to see her perform there, and then see her perform again at the ACMs. And then I got to see her the next day because they were having a, a concert there. And so it was pretty awesome seeing her live three times.
1: Did you ever see her in concert before that weekend?
4: No, I haven't. So that so, must
1: have been so incredible.
4: It was pretty amazing. And I've never heard that song before either. So it was the ones he sang with Tim and... Highway don't, don't Care. Yeah. Did,
0: um, did he, so when you went to see her the second day, was that at the Tim McGraw taping? Yes. Okay, cool, cool.
4: Since it's taped, that they can rehearse, like, I mean, do it as many times as they want, and, like, pretty much every, like, performance did it twice, besides them, like, their song, they did it once, and I was like, are are, are you serious?
1: (laughs) You want to see it again.
4: (laughs) Everyone here, everyone's done it twice, and now she's just gonna do it, kill, she's just gonna, she's just just gonna kill it once, and then be a boss and leave.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's Taylor. She's already perfect.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's a bummer. I, I was actually um, invited to both the ACMs and that thing, and then I couldn't make it up to Vegas this year.
4: Where Where do you guys live at?
0: Um, I live uh, in sort of Seattle and Nashville.
4: Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> and um, Haley?
3: I live in Colorado.
4: Nice.
1: And I live in Chicago, so we're all in different time zones. Yeah. Very I, snowy yeah. Colorado right now.
4: Fine. We're
1: all over the place right now <laughs> where do you live, Kevin? Sorry, I don't remember.
4: I live in New Jersey. oh nice, so it was a pretty decent plane ride to yeah long Las flight. Vegas, oh, yeah, for
0: sure. I was just yeah, I was just on a flight from Washington to Jersey actually. I was there for the Newark concerts,
4: huh, yeah,
3: was this your first time in Vegas?
4: Yes, it was
3: how How was yeah. that? <laughs>
4: It was pretty cool because we had a late flight, so we flew in, and the, it was just all the lights were already on, and it was just insane. And it's just such a different feel than Jersey is. I'm just thankful for the opportunity and the experience, and it's just amazing.
0: Gotta ask you one question about Vegas. Did you do any gambling?
4: I wish. Like, you, ha- <laughs> you have to be 21, at least in my casino. And
0: Oh, right. Like,
4: I, my luck, like, I'd, like, hit the jackpot and, like, get a million dollars, and then they'd look on the videotape and be like, all right, you're not 21. That so, kind
0: of actually happened to my stepbrother the first time that, like, we took a family vacation there. He was only 18. He gets up to a slot machine, pulls it, wins 100 bucks. And they're like, can we see your ID? He's like, no!
4: <laughs> Did he get in any trouble at all?
0: No, but it's, they didn't, like, get him, he didn't get in trouble, but they kicked him out of the casino. Oh,
4: I was gonna say... <laughs> my luck. Yeah. I'd, like, win the million dollars, and then they'd be like, alright, you don't win, and you actually have to go to jail now. So, sorry.
0: <laughs> go directly to jail. Do not pass, go. Do not collect your one million dollars.
4: <laughs> alright, bye. <laughs> and, and that would be, like, right before the ACMs, and I probably wouldn't have been able to go, and that would have just been my life. <laughs> but
3: that didn't happen, and you did, and now you've yes. been great. <laughs> you have an amazing experience.
4: Yes.
0: So again, like I said, I can't possibly begin to imagine everything that you've been through. Um, what were some of, like, the the things that you had to do to, to beat this?
4: Well, throughout, like, the whole... Actually, before, like, this whole Taylor thing situation happened, um, I was on the news about a week ahead of time. Because we weren't... we didn't have enough drugs for a certain chemo. And there's a shortage of Methotrex-8, and that's a pretty big chemo that's, uh, like, a powerhouse that helps kick cancer in the butt. It was just, like, this big, like, money thing, which I don't understand how you could, like, just not make a medicine that helps people fight cancer just because it's not making you enough money. Like, to me, that's... My
0: mind is not wrapping around that right now. Like, that's
4: honestly one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Like, they stopped making this drug just because they weren't making enough money off of it. So, I went on the news and just talked about it. And hopefully, like, with that and a whole bunch of other people that stood up and said, yo, don't mess with my chemo. <laughs> and so, right now, it's pretty much, we're good for now. So, hopefully, we won't have to not have methotrexate anymore. Not Not have it.
0: I don't even have a word for that. Like, my mind is kind of blown.
4: Yeah, well, I have um, scumbags, is that comes to mind, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I got some worse words that I can't say, too. <laughs> that's, that's crazy to me.
3: There's probably people out there wondering how they can help.
4: Throughout my story, I was very fortunate because I had a bone marrow transplant, I was lucky enough to have a sibling match. And it's only about a 15% chance of your sibling matching, and for me I only I had two. So that's just like unheard of. Like when I tell people, oh yeah, I had my brother and my sister match me, they were just like dumbfounded that that was possible. They never really heard of that before. It's just so unlikely. and I just see a lot of kids today and not just kids, like moms, dads. Like sisters, brothers, like they don't have matches, and they're not as lucky as I am, and they're they don't end up as fortunate as I do, and it just sucks because one person out there you could help. So, for out anyone who wants to help, try to save a life, you can go to be thematch dot org, be thematch dot org, and then it'll take you to the National um, Bone Marrow Donation Program, and they will just ask you a few questions, and they will just see if you're good to go, and then they will send you a free little package. All you have to do is just swipe your mouth with mouth swabs. That's it. And then send it back for free. You don't have to pay for a single dime. And then your DNA gets put in the um bone marrow registry and then if it's possible you could very well save someone's mom, someone's dad, someone's brother or sister, someone's kid. Could you imagine having your brother or sister just not have a bone marrow match and you'd want someone to come and help them? It just takes a few seconds and you could potentially save a life. Cuz once you're called, I you won't say no. My s- We even, I had a few fundraisers throughout my treatment, and I had a swab booth, and we collected about 50 people's swabs, so those 50 people are now in the registry for someone hopefully one day who needs it will have those 50 swabs. My sister was even called once, because she's in the registry now, and luckily that there's some people in there that she did not even need it because someone else matched that person even better.
0: So, I mean, all they have to do is just swab their mouth?
4: Yes. All they have to do is just fill out some information online, and then they'll send you, they'll send you, you don't even have to leave your house, they'll send you a little package for you to just swab your mouth, put it back in, and you send it back. It's that easy.
0: At bethematch.com?
4: Yes. Or- it- yeah.
0: As soon as we're done, I'm gonna go do that. Yep.
4: It could, it'll take you to marrow dot org, but you could go in a. It'll just link you to it. Sweet. Yeah.
1: That's really good to know.
4: Because I, uh, like I received a bone marrow transplant, I couldn't do it. I can't even donate blood, which is kind of like if people who like received those transplants had a cancer, you wouldn't be amazed how like much more.
3: They want to help.
4: Yeah, and your bone marrow is just, it's basically just blood. Like, it's not like your liver, where you only have, like, one liver, or or two livers, or I'm not that best with anatomy. Like, (laughs) you have an an unlimited amount of bone marrow. So, it's not like you're going to be missing it. And then, they pay for everything. They, if you have to fly out your travel fare, and you finally get to meet your person eventually, who you've saved your life, their life, and you can just I just wish I could have that feeling of saving someone's life. You have to be 18 though, so I don't know your guys' age differences. <laughs> I
0: think well, we're well, all over 18. <laughs> we're in our 70. early 20s. <laughs> yeah. Also, if anybody that's listening right now, like, honestly, pause the recording, go to be com and do that, because like he just said, I mean, if you could save a life, why would you not?
4: I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't have a match with my brother. Like, I couldn't be here talking. I wouldn't have been able to, to meet Taylor, I wouldn't have done anything. I probably might not have even made it to my graduation. It's not a hard thing to do. Just swab your mouth, and you'll be put in a little registry, and if you, they need it, they'll you'll be able to save a life, and I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to do that.
0: I, yeah,
3: I can't think of a single
0: reason that anybody wouldn't do that either. <laughs> wow, um... That's good to know. I mean, if you don't know about it, you know, you can't can't do anything. You don't know, so.
4: Like, before I was sick, I had no clue what even a bone marrow, what bone marrow was. It's just amazing how much knowledge, like, there is in the world and how much you could do to help it.
3: Your story is truly inspirational.
4: Thank you.
0: My mind is a little bit blown right now.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, last year, like, in between, like, I wasn't really in school but I was able to host a a blood drive at my school, and for all the people who like don't really like needles or who are a little freaked out by blood, just when you have the blood banks at your school or at your near hospital, that helps a lot throughout my whole like a month in the hospital I had um blood transplants and platelet transplants. And it just goes a long way. Do it. (laughs) Like, I I wish I could donate blood, because if I could, I'd probably go every week. But I can't, because my blood's not really that safe.
0: (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, if, you know, and if you're afraid of needles, it's a really simple solution. Don't watch. I have, I learned that for myself. Whenever I, whenever I do that, I just don't watch. I'm like, I don't want to see it. Just, just do it. And I look away and... It doesn't really hurt. It, It really doesn't.
4: Exactly. And what, like, mind blows, like, blows my mind is that, like, these high school students don't get it. Like, they don't donate. But I go to my doctor's appointment, like, next week, and I see these, like, three-year-old little girls. Like, it's, they're, like, champs. Like, they take needles, like, it's, like, they're cereal. And, like, if these, like, little kids can do it, I think you could take a needle for a day. For like the few minutes of taking blood to help save a little child or someone's grandparents or your, someone's mom or dad.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, that's that's it's all about keeping things in perspective. I mean, okay, so you might not like needles, but is burying that for a couple of minutes worth someone's life?
4: Exactly.
3: <laughs> Especially if you have a rare blood type. Yeah. If you have it and you can donate it and it's rare, you should do it. I mean, I think sometimes, you know,
0: we're all kind of living our lives and, you know, going through our own struggles. And I think that, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our own struggles and don't necessarily think about the things that other people do go through. You know, a little bit goes a long way, whether it's donating blood to help save a life or whether it's responding to someone's depressed tumblr message yeah something you know i mean a little bit of just making a little bit of effort when you see somebody that going through something whatever that something may be makes can make a huge difference i know that like if i'm ever having a really bad day and a friend texts me and he's like hey i'm just thinking about you or something like that it makes my day 10 times better like it's so donating blood to save a life is on a bigger scale of that yeah you know something little that you can do that will make a phenomenal difference in the quality of someone's life
4: exactly like i'm not saying like go out and fight cancer find a cure go in a lab and mix chemicals i'm just saying when you get the option don't let it pass by
1: exactly
0: i couldn't have said it better myself like if you have the opportunity to do something to help somebody do
3: it
4: you would like the same thing happen if it was you like if you had Like a sick sibling, or if you were sick, or your parents were sick, like you'd want all the power in the world to help them. So just try to do it, like see it in a light that what if it was me? What if it was my family? And then you'd see it in a completely different light and do your best to help.
3: Well, Kevin, we're so grateful to have you on and talk about all this.
4: I was so happy to be here
3: had a great story to tell us and i think everyone has enjoyed it i certainly certainly have
4: well my story wouldn't even be here without all you guys and the swifties out there who helped spread my story so for all you guys out there who are listening i appreciate all your work and thankful for all your kind words and your support
0: swifties helping swifties (laughs) that's what what we do that's what our show is all about. That's exactly right. Like Haley said, thank you so much for coming on this show. I am I really enjoyed listening to your stories and, you know, getting informed about what we can do to help. I think that's really great. Um, www.bethematch.com one more time. And uh, we're going to put that in the episode guide on the website so you guys can click on that if you happen to be, you know, looking over there. Um, yeah, go do it. Like, honestly, if you're listening to the show and you don't, I'm going to be sad.
4: But, yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was a blast, and you guys rock.
1: Thank you for being here. You guys all say goodbye to Kevin. Bye. Bye, Bye. Kevin. So, again, we want to thank Kevin for joining us. It was really awesome having our first guest on the show, especially somebody who had such a unique experience um, with Taylor and in general. And if you have any questions about anything that Kevin talked about, feel free to contact us, and we hope to have other exciting guests for you in the future. So now let's move on to talk about some cool fan projects that are going on.
0: Uh, this first thing isn't really exactly a fan project, but it's something that was really cool that we kind of wanted to uh, tell you guys to go watch. Uh, the Subway Violinists, uh, Red Price and Josh Knowles, did a very unique cover of I Knew You Were Trouble at, uh, at the South Station in Boston. And if you have not seen this yet, you need to. It's going to blow your mind.
1: I haven't seen it yet. I should watch it. I haven't seen it either. You both
0: need to go watch it because it it's literally mind-blowing. Like, when we're done recording, go do it. I will. Okay. These guys are amazing.
1: And then I wanted to give a reminder about the project slash contest that I have going on, which is the Dreaming in Red contest. Basically, what I'm doing is collecting submissions from anybody who was not able to get tickets to see the Red Tour. So if you weren't able to get tickets and you want to enter for a chance to win a pair, you can send me an email with why you really want and deserve the tickets to dreaminginred13 at gmail.com. And what I'm basically doing is looking at what each person's local hometown show is and then waiting until the week or even day of the concert to see what last-minute tickets are available, and then if I can snag a pair, I will send as many different people as I can to a show throughout the remainder of the tour. And one really awesome thing that happened lately was somebody had contacted me through Taylor Connect, and this was another fan who... Was, is well off financially and is able to help other people by helping to get them tickets. And she wanted to remain anonymous because she really just wanted to do this just for the sake of doing a good deed. She does not want any sort of recognition, which is really cool. She just honestly wants to help people. And she bought tickets for two people that had written me letters about how they could not get tickets for the Red Tour. And that was really exciting to me because it just shows how... Swifties helping Swifties, and the power of that can be so amazing and how there are so many fans who really want to help other fans get to have the Taylor experiences that they've gotten to have and that's exactly why i started this contest so it's really cool that other people are now helping me with it too so if again if you want to enter email me or you can contact me through any of our swiftcast contact methods
2: and now i'm going to talk about the swifty yearbook slash Awards, Um, we on SwiftCast13 want to make a yearbook centered around the Red Tour that's all about Swifties. It's sort of like a fan version of the Red Tour book. There are going to be awards such as Best Sign, Best Costume, etc., etc. We're still working out the details, but fans can send pictures of their awesome signs, costumes, club red pictures, etc. to SwiftCast13 at gmail.com. So I wanted to give you the latest update
0: on this really cool uh, endeavor that a fan is uh, trying to accomplish here. Our friend Bernice, mess of a dreamer, 13 on Twitter, um, is engaged to this wonderful guy. And her dream is to get married on stage at a Taylor concert. So she's been trying to uh, trend Taylor just say yes to our love story on Twitter. So if you've seen it, that's what's going on. Um She does have an update for us. Basically, uh, two different people from Taylor's management have gotten in touch with her and originally told her that they can't work out her getting married on stage. But she doesn't want to give up or, you know, accept just a plain old no for an answer. She's willing to, you know, maybe get married in Club Red or maybe do it on like a day off that Taylor has a day off and Taylor can maybe like sing at her wedding or something like that. She just wants Taylor to somehow be involved in her wedding because I... I guess Taylor really, like, has inspired her, and um, her and her fiancé, their song is a Taylor song, and things like that. So uh, this is really important to her, and uh, no matter how it can work out, she wants it to work out. So we encourage you to help her out by trending Taylor Just Say Yes to Our Love Story. If you go to SwiftCast13.com, both of her YouTube videos are about her talking about this um, are up on our website. Uh, just go to Fan Central, and you'll see it from there. Uh, Go check it out. Go check out her story. Go help her trend. I mean, Swifties helping Swifties. Let's help her make her dream come true in whatever way that it can.
1: And also, up on our Fan Central page, an awesome fan named Natalie submitted some cool lyric drawings that she did. So I really like them. She basically, it's sort of drawings of all the different words and lyrics from Red with different pictures to go with them. And They're just really cool and unique and something I hadn't seen before. So if you go to SwiftCast13.com and click on the Fan Central page, you'll get to see her drawings. And those are from Natalie, who her Twitter is at Mrs. Tay Swift. So go follow her and she also will post some more drawings on her Twitter.
0: If you guys have ever seen those like lyric videos on YouTube... Where all the lyrics are just really cool fonts, um, while the song is going on. It's basically like that, except for it's all hand drawn. Yeah, so it's, it's really, really cool looking. Oh, that's really awesome. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. She like hand drew like the entire song with, with, with like all those different kinds of lyrics, like all put together, like different kinds of handwriting and stuff. So it's, it's really cool looking. So we put the pictures up, yeah, like Ashley said on the website for you guys to see.
1: We have a few giveaways going on right now. One of them just ended, which was our very first iTunes contest. We were going to give away a $15 iTunes gift card when we reached 13 reviews on iTunes, and the winner of that is at State of Swift 8 on Twitter, so you should all go follow and congratulate her on that. And we're definitely going to be having more iTunes contests in the future. So if you've already left us a review, thank you very much for doing that. And you will be eligible for future contests. And if you haven't left us a review, you should definitely go do so right away because that's a really good way to help share the podcast with other Swifties. The more reviews that we get, the easier it will be for other Swifties to find us on iTunes. So definitely keep leaving us reviews.
2: Our next contest is for our Facebook page. Um, The prize is a necklace made by Haley. Um, We need 100 likes, so go like us and tell all your friends to like us too. You'll be automatically entered in our contest if you like our Facebook page.
0: And Haley's necklaces are, she basically hand-makes all of her crafts, and they are amazing. And she's making these necklaces out of pictures that she took During the opening night of Red Tour, when her and I were both in the pit. So she has some really cool pictures, and uh, I'm not sure which one she's going to use. I guess it's going to be a surprise for you. But um, it's going to be a very unique, one-of-a-kind gift that you're not going to get anywhere else. So I would definitely uh, go like us on Facebook to be entered in that. We also wanted to thank everyone for participating in our first Twitter giveaway. Uh, The prize is a Spiral Taylor Swift notebook and Taylor's latest cover issue of Rolling Stone. Uh, the contest ends on April 22nd, which uh, is probably going to be ended by the time that you listen to this. It's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. We're recording this on Sunday right now. And so uh, the contest will be over. So uh, we'll announce the winner next week. But if you want to know who won ahead of time, uh, just go check out our Twitter. Um Also, uh, we're going to hold Twitter contests once a month, and it's always going to be the week of the 13th. So if you didn't win this contest, you're going to have plenty more chances to win other cool Taylor merch.
1: And now it's time for one of my favorite segments, which is our Taylor Dictionary. Yay!
2: The word this week is OMS, which means, oh my swift! It's reserved for amazing and or shocking Taylor-related news, and it's a specifically tailored version, version of, oh
1: my gosh! And I've heard people use that before. So thank you guys so much for tuning in episode three. We really hope you liked it. We hope you liked our special guest, Kevin McGuire, and having him join us for the discussion. And we'd love to hear your feedback on the show, so contact us literally through any of the different ways that we've talked about it's on Taylor Connect, on Twitter, on Facebook, via email. They're all SwiftCast13, so we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. We love you. We really, really love you. Love, love, love. So thanks again for listening to episode three. This has been Ashley. Belle. And Emily. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.